it's time to say hi to Steve Vines, don't you? How's it going? <laughs> There's no better alternative. <laughs> I'll put my razor blade down. Yeah, what's been happening? Well, I mean, we're agog. Are you agog? I'm agog. Yeah. There's a lot of agoggery going on. There's, yeah. there's, there's this sort of frenzy of excitement over tonight's, um, oh, this yeah. evening, I was, I should say, this evening's um, launch of the, what's it called, the Dialogue platform. From the Department of Dialogue. From the Department of Dialogue. So, so it's 150 people chosen by ballot. 3,000, I kid you not, 3,000 of, of Carrie's best friends on standby wearing uniform, some of whom will have their identification numbers on, some of whom won't. And um, the, 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 the chosen, I know, and the chosen 150 will be, all be allowed to speak for up to three minutes, which is, which is very lovely. And can I, can I read out the results of today's consultation? It's, it's not happening for a few hours, but I, I think dialogue, I can... Steve, dialogue, 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 dialogue. Oh, God, I always get these words wrong. But I think I know the outcome because, hey, I'm brilliant. So uh, here is the official government statement following it. Um, the chief executive... They don't use my title for her, strangely enough, the chief executive in name only, but they, they use their own. The chief executive felt that she'd had a useful and constructive exchange of views with Hong Kong citizens. She looks forward to further dialogue sessions. Now, if that isn't the statement that comes out of this, yeah. you know, stone me and all the rest of it. But I, I'm pretty confident that's, that's where we'll be by about nine o'clock this evening or whatever it is. Here is $20. Yeah, right. let it rustle. That $20 says that somewhere in tomorrow's press release, the word humbly appears. Oh, humbly. I'm not taking your bet because it's too easy. <laughs> it's too easy. Put your money away. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, that's happening. That, that incidentally, uh, in case the listener had missed it, that will, that will diffuse the situation. It will stop people coming out on the streets and it will lead to the ultimate... Resolu resolution of the riotous situation and the violence that's engulfing Hong Kong. Incidentally, on that thing of violence engulfing Hong Kong, if every day you step up to a press conference and say, Hong Kong is engulfed in violence, and then people say, oh, I don't think I'm going to visit Hong Kong, do you think there might be some connection between those two things i mean it's extraordinary they're they're blathering on about how awful it is nobody's visiting while telling everybody that if you visit here you're at least likely to be you know smashed on the head by somebody wearing a black um black t-shirt so i'm just wondering maybe if they want people to come back to hong kong and stop cancelling all these events that are going on in hong kong maybe they should just actually say that most of hong kong is perfectly peaceful there are demonstrations. That would be actually, actually what we call a factual is the truth. summation of where we are. But anyway, yeah. I like the fact that they're moaning and groaning and going, oh, I don't know why people aren't coming here. We've told them. We've, we've even put adverts in international newspapers saying how wonderful everything is. But that was on the same day that we also told everybody that the, that the place is engulfed in violence. So, you know, if you don't like it, don't say it would be my little hint here. Which reminds me, did somebody actually take the cheese on that PR company thing? Your, no, 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 nobody, nobody, no, nobody would even tender for it. So, gosh, gosh, that that big PR offence. Oh, there's always somebody. There's always somebody who'll take the money. But um, people with reputation, I think, have decided not to tender. Well, they've actually withdrawn the tender for this this great PR push, global PR push. It, it really would cost them a lot of money. I mean, a PR campaign can't solve 
Well, of course, the, of course, the PR <laughs> campaign can't solve anything at all. But I mean, I thought it was very helpful yesterday to hear from um, Song Ruan from the uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Hong Kong, who said before the dialogue, "Oh mm. well, you know, if they um, make any concessions to the protesters, that would be blatant blackmail." I thought that was a, a, an interesting, helpful. And entry into discussion saying, well, you know, they can all discuss what they want, but we're not going to give in to the blackmail of agreeing to anybody. Well, on paper they have already with the, 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 the official announcement of... Of the withdrawal yeah. of the of the bill. Well, let's see how and, all that and, and cancelling the fireworks. And, and I mean, very sim no, very symbolic. If you well, think I don't, about it, I don't think the protesters are actually demanding the cancellation. No, 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 of the no. But you know what I'm saying? That's no, a, that's well, a sign of it's weakness. It's not only not on a, paper. Well, there's an even bigger sign of weakness is that the flag raising ceremony. <laughs> this is where farce goes into high drive, and I I, I always wonder about farce because it is being devalued in Hong Kong, but they've decided that the fag-raising ceremony will be watched in the convention centre, and good luck with that, um, by the 1,200 dignitaries or whatever it is. So they'll actually watch a video of it going on outside. <laughs> they won't even be there for the flag-raising. Might as well just watch it on Skype. <laughs> I was going to say, you might as well just say, you know, catch, catch this on, on YouTube. It's bound to be there as well. So that's what will be happening on October the 1st. Right. But what I was really interested in, uh, all these statements that came out this week accusing the protesters of blasphemy. Oh, I haven't yeah. heard that. What's that? You What's yeah, the well, deal? Blasphemy, um, in case you, you don't know. Blasphemy. Blasphemy is, 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 is actually means speaking sacrilegiously about God. Now, I didn't know that the Chinese Communist Party did God in such a big way, but <laughs> apparently they do. <laughs> um, apparently God and, and Winnie the Pooh are, are connected some way i'll let, leave the listener to work out that connection all on their own but i mean it is interesting that they've started to use this word sacrilegious oh, yeah. they were talking about um uh, destruction of the flag and um they're very very hung up with this destruction of symbols i mean i worry about destruction of people i don't like to see people being injured i don't actually think it's a fabulous idea to go down tearing down flags but hey that's just me. It takes quite a bit of effort as well. It takes a bit of effort and, you know, I don't... Anyway, I just don't think that's a great idea. But anyway, that, that's what's going on. But I don't actually think that's as serious as people being beaten up. I don't think that's as serious as a legislator who, who, was, who was quite badly beaten up this week as the reporter from Apple Daily who was sitting in a, a restaurant with his sister being beaten up while she was in there. I mean, these, to me, that's... I think that's violence. I think that's what you call And there's always somebody who catches it on a dash cam. There's always somebody who catches it. So there's all that going on. And I must say that in the middle of all of this, and it's, it, it, it's really good, has anybody noticed that LegCo hasn't reconvened? Yeah, that, that, I've, I've thought about that quite a bit. I, mean, because, I, know, I know that the, the dialogue is, 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 is very funny and it's very lovely and it's quite sweet because they're all talking to the wrong person. I mean, there's no point in going along to a dialogue with a Sino because as she's told people, and it's been recorded on video, she has no powers to do anything anyway. So she's brought along some of her best friends. I exaggerate. Some people who work for her, um, who will also be sitting there going, uh, mm, uh, mm, uh, yes. Um, oh, look, there's a speaking clock. Let's see if we can do the same thing as a speaking clock. It is now. 
God, has this really been going on for an hour? Do you, do you think this has gone how, on for... How, how long has it meant to go on for? Two Richard? hours. It's two hours. Blimey. Excruciating two hours. <laughs> shame, um, shame. I mean, if it's anything up. like... Do you remember the dialogue that, that, that was held during the Umbrella Movement when, when they actually had protesters there, people like Joshua Wong, Nathan Law turned up, and... What was amazing was it was televised so it was, it, it was actually it, it, I think it was only for an hour but no doubt the listener can correct me anyway the point was it was fairly brief mm -hmm. but the interesting thing is every time the camera fell on Carrie Lam who was leading from the government side because remember <laughs> at that stage the chief executive was the very warm and cuddly uh, CY Leung so every time the camera <laughs> Um, fell on 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 Carrie Lambs. She had this sort of rictus look on her face, yeah. and high duty blinking. She does. She blinks for the entire Pearl River Delta. Mm. Not many people know this. She may actually blink for the Greater Bay Area. That's to I be looked up incessant blinking. Greater Bay Area. The, o the yeah. other morning, I'm not. I mean, just do it. Just look up. Look up body language and uh, blinking a lot and yes. see, see what comes up. I did it the other <laughs> is day. Is it flattering? No. <laughs> I mean, this is just a shrink saying oh, yes. this. What, what do they know? What, what, what do they know? <laughs> so anyway, there's all of that going on. And what, of course, is the biggest development of this week? And this was the one that nobody saw coming, mm -hmm. including people as absolutely prescient as myself, was that the Chinese Communist Party would start using something that looked very suspiciously like socialist propaganda. I just didn't see that coming, I have to say. So you've had this onslaught of People's Daily, Global Times, and all the goons, including the fully paid up flag wavers in Hong Kong, have suddenly said, the real issue here is the tycoons and their greed and the housing crisis. This is suddenly... they're not our tycoons, they're their tycoons. Well, it's suddenly <laughs> emerged. Now, this, this, when I was a youth, this is what, you know, us old lefties used to say, you know, blame the capitalists. You haven't heard that from the Chinese Communist Party wading through sort of high banks of dollar notes. You haven't heard anybody in the Chinese Communist Party saying this for a very long time, but this is the new line. Well... To be fair, all the old lines haven't gone so well. Do you remember when the protest started? All the goons came out and said, oh, this won't last, this won't last. I can tell you it's... So four months on, that particular prediction didn't, isn't looking so good. Then they did the... Um, they did the... Well, these protests seem very well organised, so it's all foreigners... And then they that said, we, away, we, really, we, we, well, it hasn't really gone away, but they kept saying, we're going to produce evidence of this. And, and <laughs> they come up with things like, um, you know, uh, Martin Lee met somebody in Washington. So therefore, or Washington is... Quilo with beard, seen in Quilo with beard, yes. So that, 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 that narrative didn't really work. So here we go. We've got, it will go away. It's all, all the fault of foreigners. Then they came up with... Um, to explain it, they came up with the um, well, let's ignore the protests altogether and we'll just talk about violence, and that would somehow alienate everyone. That didn't work. So now we're left with let's bash the tycoons. So think about it. If that works as a narrative, and indeed, at the moment nothing's happening, but in indeed, there really is a substantial threat to the property cartels that have, have made 
Hong Kong housing conditions so dire and so unaffordable for the bulk of people, if the lasting legacy of these protests is that the housing situation improves, gosh, that would be a bit of a result. I mean, you know, aside from anything else, I don't seriously think that's going to happen, but I'm just saying, if indeed at any time they actually listen to their own propaganda and act upon it, if they really just say to the property cartels, party's over, boys, party's over, we're taking over this land, we're building housing for people that they can afford or that they can afford to buy or they can afford to rent, and by the way, <laughs> that's it. And still in with Steve Hines. Well, I, we, we were talking before the historic break and that vulgar popular music I say. <laughs> um, about events. And it's interesting that, that um, one of the great stars of the current administration, Theresa Cheng, you remember her? She's secretary for, mm, I think it's called Justice. Anyway, she, she's apparently, um, she thinks that um, this, is, this is the moment to push through a, an anti-mask thing that will lower the temperature. Then It's all in the... Then over in, uh, over in the education department, they're going, I'll tell you what, time for us to change the textbook. So that's coming up. I mean, you know, if you were sitting there thinking, I wonder about ways of really aggravating people. Oh, I'll tell you what, let's do all of this. I mean, they just have no idea. I don't think this is new information, but it is interesting. What's also interesting is they've, they've issued this circular to schools. They're, they're, they're getting very, very iffy about schools. Cause well, hello. Did you know they had students, school students? So they've told um, head teachers um, that, that they've got to have flag-raising ceremonies for October 1st. Yeah. Well, it won't be actually for October 1st. Cause is schools, it half-term, though? Well, I was going to say the schools will be closed on that day, but, you know, before or after, presumably before. Okay. And, and you know, some of the head teachers are going, you know, there is a bit of a... There's events going on in Hong Kong at the moment. Are you sure that's a good idea? They're going, no, no, no. Why are they going that? Because yet again, the lunatics are out. You know, C.Y. Leung posting things on his face-ache page saying this teacher should be sacked, that teacher should be sacked. The, 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 the usual suspects um, in the media going, you know, these teachers are out of order. We've got to start cracking down on them. So they're all terrified of being singled out for, for a sacking. On the other hand, they know perfectly well that in most of the schools in Hong Kong, if you attempt a National Day flag-raising oh, ceremony, bye -bye. there will be a bit of a response. Maybe not in the half-dozen or so communist schools that are in North Point and places like that, but in the rest of Hong Kong, this is not a great idea at the moment. So many head teachers have been saying, I think we're not going to do that. And they're saying to them, oh, yes, you are. Not enough confrontation going on in Hong Kong at the moment. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can spread that even more strongly to schools. So we'll see how that works out. That's all been... It's devil in the deep blue sea, isn't it, been for these great teachers? Idea. Most definitely. What, what's been lost in all this, but it, it is one of my favourite subjects, so can I, can I talk about it, is, is, is my favourite subject, the, the 85 or $84 billion express rail, which is now completed its first anniversaries. There's lots of anniversaries going on. Well, there's that one. And we discover that, um, you remember, had a minimum target. This is what legislators were told when all that money was being thrown around at the public expense. They said the minimum target is we'll be serving 80,000 people per day. Mm. Well, we now know, because it's been running for a year, that on at the average weekday, 
it's half that number, almost half that number, 45,000 are using it. At weekends, it climbs to the dizzying heights of 62,000 on average. Um, white, an elephant, are we, is anybody seriously suggesting this was a good use of $84 billion of taxpayers' money? Instead, that was just the money for the railway itself, not for any of the ancillary services. You put all that together, I think we're talking about 100 million, actually. Mm. People service, have said that all along. I mean, they you, have, you, know, yeah, you, you not, have said that all along. <laughs> but, but, I mean, the thing is, we now actually have the evidence. They can't say, oh, well, the demand is there, the demand is there, the demand is there. Well, it isn't because it ain't being used. We actually know what the figures are now. Oh. So, I mean, and when they bring out the figures for the bridge to nowhere, I mean, that would be even more farcical. That hasn't actually been running for a year yet, but I guarantee to you that usage on that is See, let, what let it me, is. Let me jump in on this, nothing. Steve. You, you take the bus and stuff on that. It's like hoo-ha, off we go to Macau, 60 bucks, see you later. But you're talking about the, the, the stuff that's meant to be on there, aren't you? Well, what's it? it? It was sold, remember, as part of the great, my favourite subject, the great Greater Bay Area connect, interconnectivity. And we would have seen great flows of traffic, commercial vehicles, <coughs> laden with goods, <laughs> buzzing between Hong Kong and, and, and Zhuhai. Um, the only problem with that is it isn't even, not not, not happening, it isn't vaguely happening. Yeah. The only thing on that bridge, except for the odd car, is tourist buses. And by the way, they're reducing in number because the events in hong kong just bus buses taking you to macau i mean it, it, it's yeah. a, i've done it it's all right i mean purely as a mode of transport as a mode of transport right. there's <laughs> nothing wrong with it but on the other hand you know you, you have to with all these things you have to say to yourself did you want to spend squillions on that or were there better uses for public money i mean you know in in a society where you know, a quarter of old people live in poverty where the average living space is something like 400 square um, square foot. I was going to say metres, it's not 400 square metres, 400 square foot. Yeah, metres. Where, 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 where um, schools have overpopulated classrooms. I'm not even vaguely convinced yeah. that this is the best use of the public purse, but it does serve, you know, connections with the motherland, and that's that's what we've got to spend money on. Dare I bring this up? What about, what about the Landau thing? Well, one of the... It's very interesting. Think of all the things that aren't happening now. Mm. One of the good things about the protests, in my view, is I think that's gone to bed. I really do. <coughs> now, if all this recent propaganda, again, what we were talking about before the break, from, from, from the Communist Party about how the tycoons have got to actually yield up some land and, um, you know, join join the rest of the people in doing something for Hong Kong. If all of that is real, you don't need you don't need this wholesale destruction so of the environment in Lantau all the for things, a mega project which yeah. we know in advance is going to fail. So all the all, thing all the things that people think should have been happening anyway are now happening because it's up against the wall time. Yes. So there's a serendipity in a way too. There absolutely is. So so for all these people and, and you hear them all the time going, Oh, what did protests ever achieve? It scrapped the national education um law that was pending it stopped them bringing in an oppressive anti-subversion law it's prevented the introduction of this very worrying extradition law yeah. and by the way just on that i can't believe that we don't hear more about you keep seeing these images of poor old 
uh, Meng Wanzhou, you know, the, the, the daughter of the founder of Huawei, mm. who's been cruelly and, and what's itly arrested in Canada and it's a blah, blah, blah of her human rights. She's living in a luxury house. She's wafted to and fro from court in, 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 a, in a chauffeured limousine. She's surrounded by more lawyers than I've had hot cups of tea. This apparently is this poor woman who's being persecuted by the Canadian authorities. What about the two Canadians that were picked up in retaliation in the mainland itself? We don't know where they are. Mm. They've been denied legal representation. They've had very, very, very limited consular access. I mean, it's compare and contrast. Why do you think people in Hong Kong are worried about the judicial system in China? Can't, for the life of me, understand why people have that irrational fear of it. But it is interesting. You've got it actually in black and white, this contrast. She is has the benefit of a of a proper judiciary where everything has to be done in the open. I mean, I don't know what the outcome of these proceedings will be, but the fact of the matter is that while they're going on, she isn't in some hellhole of a jail or in some dusty hotel, which is what they often put people in administrative detention if they're foreigners in. Hotel suggests some form of luxury. I assure you it isn't. They're the sort of hotels that usually have their rooms rented by the hour. They're not actually designed for long-term occupation. So that will be the sort of place I assume these two Canadians are in. Uh, I hope they're not in some awful jail, but who knows? Yeah. And, you know, if their case comes to trial, they'll be found guilty because that's the system. That's the way it you goes, don't go it? to court in China to have a trial. You go to court in China to be sentenced. Let's wrap up with something about the, plea, <coughs> the pleas and requests from people in Hong Kong to other countries, particularly, of course, the states. So the SCMP did an article yesterday, Will Washington Agree on a New Hong Kong Human Rights and Democracy Act? This one, I mean, there's so much info, but it seems to be getting some legs. Well, it's the only thing in the two houses of the legislature that actually has cross-party support. I mean, the bill is simultaneously... <laughs> uh, well, I was saying, but the bill is simultaneously going through the Senate and the House of Representatives. Mm. There has been, actually, to the best of my knowledge, maybe I've somehow missed it, yeah. there actually hasn't been any opposition to it. So will these bills pass? I mean, they have to be signed off by the president. But will these bills pass? I think they will. It depends how his relationship is with China that day. Or, it, or even that hour. Exactly. And, you know, what happened in the middle of the night when he was tweeting? What Who do you, knows? What do, you, what do you kind of just... I think, I, think that, I think that act will go through. And what will it actually mean? Well, I think the most interesting aspect of that act is, I mean, they say they're going to monitor Hong Kong, blah, blah, blah. But the thing which they really, all the, the, the people here don't like, and Chinese officials don't like, mm -hmm. is it does give the United States sanction over who anybody who's connected with putting down the protests, their rights of entry to the United States. Now, remember, all of these people who love Hong Kong to death and love China to death, oh, that's right, they have property in the United States, they have children in universities in the United States, passports. they have passports, they have investments there. I mean, you know, the United States is a terrible place, it's an ogre of a place, but mind you, good enough for our children. This is the thing that they're actually very worried about. Mm. That's what they. That's the concern. I mean, Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah, they're worried about that. Uh, like, some people talk about the so-called special treatment that Hong Kong's enjoyed because they say it's different to mainland. Well, it I mean, has. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Just give us simply what well, kind of things. Trade. That, yeah. Um, Hong Kong um, access um, to to markets. 
open for business, you know, bilateral business relations. And of course, things like visas. I mean, Hong Kong people have a different visa regime from that of mm. people from the mainland. These things all, all matter. And, you know, Hong Kong, before all this happened, Hong Kong representatives going to Washington got a pretty uncontroversial response. Now, of course, they don't go. I mean, they're, they're scared of their own shadow. You know, they keep whinging on about, you know, why do these pro-democracy people turn up in Washington? Well, the answer is, why don't you go if you if you think you've got a case why don't you go i mean there's nothing there's to stop the them going there there's well, thomas there, cook there might be not. well maybe don't 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 take condor airlines which is owned by thomas cook that would be my tip for the day yeah. but other than that you could go by cafe remember that's under tight control nowadays no problems there uh, assuming they haven't sacked all the people on the on the plane that you're you're about to depart on, so you know you could go with Cathay. Apparently the planes are half full, so you could get a seat. Everything's half full. <laughs> Everything's half full. Apparently, um, I have been to the airport recently. It's not that busy. I would have to say that. So you know you could get there. You could probably. Um, I think the Hong Kong taxpayer who can afford billions for bridges to nowhere could front up for a room in a hotel while while Carrie Lam stays there and makes a case to Congress, but. How many government officials have actually gone there to make the case for Hong Kong? Um, the fingers of no hands can be counted That's on this. That's strange, though, isn't I it? Mean, they think, sent over, they sent over Pansy Ho and, um, um, and the lady from Maxim's, Ms. Wu. I can't... Anna Wu, I think she's... An, Anna Wu. And, and, somebody Wu. Miss. She's called Ms. Wu. The family who run Maxim's are called Wu, so it's not a coincidence. And they were they 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 were sent over to talk to the, the United Nations Commission on Human Rights, yeah. and they told them that that um, nothing nobody, to see in, nobody, here. nobody in Hong <laughs> Kong supported the protest, and young girls were being exploited for sex. I mean, somehow or other, that didn't quite shift the balance of opinion in the international community. I don't know why, but you know, they maybe maybe they weren't as convincing as they sounded. Love your work. Take care, Steve. Next week it is.